0: They called us deplorables. We're
1: not gonna
0: take it. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. This is our response, The Rob Carson Show.
2: It's already Wednesday, kids. Can you believe it's the uh, 11th of October? Again, my birthday is October 23rd. Uh, I like stuff on Amazon, uh, food, uh, workout stuff, gourmet items. Anyway, uh, no, I'll I'll leave that up to the family if I get anything. Actually, I've already got what I want, and that's you guys. Yeah, it's you. But I would like to have a new rice cooker. So, uh, much to get to on the show today. Yesterday, I uh, posited something that I uh, hope will kind of put into perspective what having conservative thoughts in this country has been like the last 30 plus years. And do you know why I know this? Because I've lived every freaking second of it. When I got out of college, I was uh, making eighteen thousand five hundred dollars a year. That was what I, I was able to get the five hundred. They offered me eighteen. I said, oh, you, know, you, "You wish you could have me for eighteen thousand dollars. I want eighteen five, which means about like fifty bucks a month after taxes, like enough for a coffee." But that said, I got it. And I was really, uh, you know, kind of uh, desperate for money, so I started writing comedy for other radio shows, these radio networks, because most, uh, a lot of people in radio just aren't funny. And that's okay. It's nothing against them. You know, you can't just write comedy. Not everybody can do it, I know, you know. So I did that, and then I heard about this guy named Rush Limbaugh, and I, and I said, hey, you suppose Rush Limbaugh is to run my comedy? And I got in touch with uh, John Donovan and Kit Carson. I started writing for Rush Limbaugh. Now, what I didn't realize when I did that was, and I was also a conservative, by the way, uh, that I, I hitched to the wagon of the Rush Limbaugh radio program, and I brought comedy to his show. I brought the funny stuff to his show, and, and there was a, Paul Shanklin did it as well. What I didn't really realize until at least a decade into my career was I really kind of scrod myself in a lot of different ways. With regard to, uh, you know, being able to move up uh, and do what I wanted to do in my career. But, you know, I did well. Don't get me wrong. I I, I stayed with music radio way too long. I did music morning radio and I did comedy and all that stuff. and And it worked and it paid the bills and all that. But I didn't really, uh, you know, I wanted to be a a late night talk show host. And and, uh, not too long after, like about 10 years in, I realized there's no way they would ever have me host the Tonight Show. There was no way that they would ever let me on SNL. There's no way that I would ever be on Comedy Central because they just don't allow conservatives. They don't. I mean, look at it. And then you also see it on, in academia, uh, in uh, academic boardrooms. You see it in corporate boardrooms. You, you see it when, when people come out as conservative nationally. Generally, they are wrecked uh, in, in the big, in big media. If you're going to be an actor or a singer or whatever, if you come out as conservative. So it is essentially apartheid against conservatives. And I also say this because the government has been weaponized against conservative thought as well. So it is quantified. It is happening. It is government-endorsed and has been for a long time. It is conservative apartheid. It can only be against black people. No, no, not, that's not that's not true. Apartheid in South Africa was about racism. And, of course, yes, we had racism in our country. Uh, racism is everywhere in the world, by the way. And there's a lot bigger hotbeds of racism around the world than here. Uh, I give you the the Olympics. You ever watch the Olympics? You ever watch that? Yeah, the Olympics, you got the summer and the winter Olympics. Well, the summer Olympics, you ever notice, you see the Chinese team? They're all Chinese. Uh, meanwhile, there's the American team, and we're like, I don't care if I pass the baton in the 440 relay to a black guy. I don't care. I don't, I don't care if I pass it to a, a Jewish guy. Whatever. I, it doesn't matter to me. But, you know, we've been kind of sold a bill of goods about America and racism and how awful we are. And it's all by a bunch of candy aisle kids who've gotten out of college and decide they want to change everything because of what they heard from, you know, their, their teachers and the administration and the thought police on campus. And those people have, have left uh, academia and they got in charge of these new things called social networks. That happened, you know, about 15 years ago. And they immediately, originally, they were just there to show your pictures on the, uh, on the end of a, a lawn chair on a beach. And you could share it with your friends and make them all jealous. And then your uh, you know, high school classmates would get in touch with you. Then you started saying some political stuff. Then, I don't know, uh, some elections started to roll around, particularly 2016. And then all of a sudden, your speech was verboten if you were a conservative. And then the FBI started to work with, uh, you know, uh, uh, the left to throw elections and uh, to work with big social media and to quantify it. And then the, uh, the, the uh, Attorney General of the United States of America sicked the FBI on parents who are conservative fighting against CRT in schools. And that's when officially, I guess, and maybe before, apartheid began to really exist in this country, as it did in South Africa, but this time against a political ideology. And it's true. And you can't deny it. Try walking in my shoes. And you know the really glorious thing about it? Is uh, radical leftism is doing a face plant. All of the late night television shows are getting curb stomped. Stephen Colbert actually did a Joe Biden joke on Monday to show you how bad things are. SNL literally did a joke about Joe Biden for the first time saying, hey, maybe his brain isn't already there. Oh, no kidding! Any movie in the country, in almost any movie, you you cannot be conservative or you're done. John Boyd, he gets a few gigs. He's conservative. He gets a few gigs. He's fantastic. There are more and more actors like that. They never see work again or they're marginalized. Jim Caviezel, anyone? Jim Caviezel, remember him? The, uh, the, uh, the, the the movie about Jesus Christ that Mel Gibson did in 2004, he did that role, and he was done. He does some TV stuff, but he was done, you know? And you know the guy who does all the funny songs on my show? We, we collaborate with one another. I've known Jim Gossett for a number of years, and uh, and uh, he's been doing songs for me and coming up with no material, and he, and he wrote me this note yesterday. I want you to hear it. Because no group in this country should ever be subjected to what half of the country has been subjected to by conservative apartheid. He said, uh, Jim said, man, I I can really relate to your apartheid segment yesterday. I've been basically canceled as a corporate entertainer because I do political comedy. It used to get uh, direction from clients like, hey, pick on both sides equally. And he said, no problem, since Jim had been doing it since the Reagan administration. He says, now you're not even allowed to do innocuous impressions of a political figure in a corporate setting, all due to wokeness. My corporate comedy act is far tamer than the satire I do for your show, yet I'm canceled along with every other performer who dares mention current events or mimics a politician, which is ridiculous. You should be able to do that, particularly if you're, you know, it doesn't matter if you're conservative or liberal. you're God in heaven. Greg Gutfeld has a, a, uh, a comedy show, and he doesn't have any big bands. He doesn't have a big acts. He doesn't have Hugh Jackman. He doesn't have, uh, you know, uh, The Rock. He doesn't have anybody on there. He doesn't have the big musical acts, uh, you know, including Lizzo, you know. She's a big musical act. I mean, huge. Uh, anyway, th- none of that stuff. And Gutfeld does it with a band of miscreants. Uh, An ex-pro wrestler over here, a little minx over here, and whoever he decides to sit in the other two chairs. And he's kicking network television late night's ass. There's also a Saturday night and Sunday show on Newsmax called Rob Carson's What in the World? That out of nowhere took a guy who was selling cars and uh, got him into Mar-a-Lago a few months ago because the President of the United States, Donald Trump, says rob carson's the funniest guy on television i was talking to my, about myself in the third person because i'm that guy i'm that rob carson guy that I was just talking about there. that's me that's me that's me and my show kaboom huge dr michael savage best show on television dr michael savage rob carson the only person on tv and radio tells the truth back to my letter from Jimmy says i used to average 100 to 125 shows a year this year i got 12 this year i got 12 said i'm considering throwing in the towel and moving to costa rica especially if they steal the midterms well they're not going to james they are not going to james uh, and i have a funny feeling that we are uh, knocking on the door of uh, of busting up this apartheid uh, agreement between the government big social media the mainstream media academia hollywood and uh, and you james <laughs> so let's talk about that curb stopping that's coming in november shall we sing it james
1: here's to all you democrats about to take it on the chin Up the ch- what cause the way you've wrecked this country is an outrage and a sin yeah we're pissed here's to all you tax and spenders you're about to take a fall here's to you losers one and all, don't get a boot up Hey, York. sleepy Joe Biden. You incompetent fool. Codeine, Aspirin is what we you. Dementia, you're hiding. No anesthesia. Joe, try not to drool. Here's the last chance for our nation is to those who still believe i do that the democrats deserve the butt kicking they'll soon receive i'll bring the boots hey pelosi here's a quarter hope you find a friend to call Is to you losers democrat losers
2: I'm not taking anything for granted. And I'm going to tell you right now, there are a couple of campaigns that need to be uh, uh, boosted. One of them is Dan Cox in Maryland. I've got some audio from the lieutenant governor on his ticket who kicks ass. I mean, she's fantastic. And she's she's giving them what fur. And they need to in Maryland. They need to in Maryland. Doug Mastriano, running for governor in Pennsylvania. A lot of people go, oh, Doug's down eight points. We're going to lose. But Doug is getting record crowds across Pennsylvania. New York Times, that they consider him a target. They called him a, a, a anti-Semitic earlier this week. Last week, they said he had no chance of winning because he you know, was a dying campaign. You know what I had to say? Well, I can't say it on the air, but it starts with bull. So we're going to curb-stomp, and I'm just going to use it. We're going to curb-stomp the crap out of the left. We're going to retake the country, and we're going to knock this apartheid off against conservatives. That's what we're going to do. And then we're going to hold account the people who perpetrated this stuff on our country, in our corporate boardrooms, on our televisions, against Uh, conservatives in the workplace, in politics, in the government, we're going to take you down, and we're going to take the country back. And if you think it ends on November the 8th, you're wrong. It just begins on November the 8th, but we got a hell of a lot of work and a whole lot of heavy lifting to do before then. If you think that because your candidate is Republican and they have no chance of winning on November the 8th, then get the hell out of the campaign. Because all you can do right now is to not believe the mainstream media who tells you your candidate is going to lose, your candidate is this, your candidate is that. You're the person who makes that that determination. You're the person who gets that word out. You're the motivation. So no complaints, no excuses. Done. We are done. We're taking the country back from the nonsense in classrooms, in boardrooms, and in the government. How does that sound? My God, I should run for office. By the way, if you would like to hire Jim Gossett for your corporate gig or private gig, here's his uh, website, jimgossettcomedy.com. Two S's and two T's. jimgossettcomedy.com. He can do both sides of the political equation. He can impersonate all sorts of politicians, and he can even do non-political stuff. So there you go. You can start there. How about that? On the way. Uh, we have got uh, Joe Biden's uh, interview with uh, uh, <laughs> Jake Tapper last night. Uh, the uh, yesterday in the Dachko uh, trial. it turns out the FBI attempted to pay. Christopher Steele, a million dollars to mislead Congress and the government um, about Russia collusion. It was all a lie, and the FBI was in on it, which means the FBI needs to be figuratively blown up, reinvented, or relegated into the pages of history. This is a Wednesday edition of the Rob Carson Kids uh, Show, kids. Don't go anywhere.
0: Cities. They told us to hate America as founded. Well, we're not only saying no; we're saying hell no. It's the Rom Carson Show.
2: Yeah, we're done with this uh, conservative apartheid. We've gone through it for about thirty years. We're done. We are done. Patriotic Americans, people who love the country. That includes some Democrats. I know, I know, weird, right? I know there are some Democrats who still uh, love the country. My father was uh, an FDR Democrat died in 1994, uh, very prematurely. He was a World War II veteran, and uh, and he was a Roosevelt Democrat, meaning that, uh, you know, he was, he was all about the uh, the federal government, and he was, you know, FDR was a wartime president. My father wa- was in Panama for five years during World War II. Is there any surprise that he was a Roosevelt Democrat but uh if he were uh, you know paying attention to what's going on in the world today with the Democrat Party he'd be spinning in his grave like a baseball fat fat flat baseball bat on a lathe there you go let's try that again I speak for a living a baseball bat on a lathe How's, is that okay right anyway but he would he would because uh, the Roosevelt Democrats, and by the way, Roosevelt was no saint. He did actually uh, take a whole lot of Japanese people and put them into uh, concentration camps in the desert. There was that. You know, there was that. Um, but, uh, you know, whatever. But uh, this, uh, this government, this iteration of the Democrat Party is uh, honestly just evil. Uh, Every way, shape, and form. The FBI offered uh, British spy Christopher Steele $1 million in cash to prove his dirty dossier allegations that Trump was colluding with Russia to win the election. He didn't do that. So they hired. Uh, well, I guess Igor Danchenko came up with the dossier. It was all a lie. It was all electioneering. Electioneering, and it was all uh, absolutely illegal. And I want to see uh, members of the FBI. Uh, I want to see them frog marched out of the bureau in orange jumpsuits. I want to see. Well, actually, I want to see them frog marked. Uh, frog marched out of the FBI bureau in uh, leg irons, and then I want to see them frog marched after their convictions in orange jumpsuits to their jail cells where they should spend the the last of their living years I believe this 100% because the FBI continues to victimize people, going after people for sitting near the door of a of an abortion uh, crisis uh, or, or an abortion provider while ignoring hundreds of instances of vandalism against crisis, crisis pregnancy centers. I mean, honestly, the FBI is so ungodly done and cooked at this point, it has to be shut down. It has to be defunded. That's why so many FBI agents are retiring before the election, because they know that they are in deep doo-doo and they want to get their they want to get their retirement uh, which you and I will never have because we don't get retirements like the federal government does federal government employees do and so they've been able to get away with all this nonsense and and weaponize the FBI and punish people over punish people the January 6th prisoners I want to see the Bastille opened up with people with torches outside demanding they open it up and all of those people who've been jailed without trial For January sixth, another lie that was propped up by the corrupt FBI. And if you don't believe the FBI was corrupt enough to pull off January the sixth, see the Christopher Steele dossier for crying out loud. See the CRT parents for crying out loud. See the the uh, the raids of Trump supporters, Trump uh, acolytes, uh, Trump uh, staffers that went went down in the last month. See the raid on Mar-a-Lago. See the eleven raids on people who had the audacity to. Just say to women considering abortion, will you stop and maybe we can work this out before you take the life of the baby. But by God in heaven, they need to go to jail. Bleep the FBI as far as I'm concerned. And I mean it top to bottom. No agency that abuses the American people and the criminal justice system like the FBI should be continued to exist at all. Defund, defund, defund. And I would recommend that if you are a field agent in the FBI right now and you have seen malfeasance that you whistleblow now or you get your resume ready for November the 9th. Probably going to make some people mad, but I really don't care because I'm tired of the abuse I'm tired of the lies. I'm tired of saying the truth and being told that what I say, because it disagrees with the corrupt, stinking government, that what I say is misinformation and disinformation. I have rejected those two words from the get-go, and you should too. The gloves are off. The MMA fighting ring is open. It is a uh, fight of ideologies, not a physical fight, and we will win. All right, we got much more coming up, including President Doofy's interview last night with Jake Tapper. Stick around.
0: Driving snowflakes and candy aisle kids crazier every day. It's the Rob Carson Show. All the people that have gone out there against the mainstream media and said, "You're going to call us racist,"
3: you're going to call us potential Timothy McVeys. You.
2: War. That is Andrew Breitbart. That was about uh, about twelve years ago or so. He passed away about a decade ago, uh, way before his time. But he was uh, he recognized the apartheid against conservatives. He certainly saw it, and uh, he was made a target of it for a very long time. He was a revolutionary. I mean, just an amazing, amazing man. His life was way way too short and that's where i am i'm just i'm done with this i'm tired of being called this and that I, mean, I don't have to live this way anymore you don't have to live this any way anymore you don't have to be afraid to say anything in front of mixed company about your politics screw you if you can't handle it you know honestly honestly if you if you have friends like that uh, just get up and leave you know if i can't discuss politics here's an idea we equally discuss politics Without you going bat guano crazy, which always happened to me with my liberal friends in uh, Minneapolis and Cincinnati and Washington, D.C. So, generally, you just stay it away from it. So, either we can discuss it openly without me being pummeled by all of you in a group to the point that I have to leave, or we just don't talk politics. How about that? How about that? I'm really just quite done, and you should be too. And all you have to do is say no. You know why? Because I said this a month or so ago. Ten percent of the population, max, believes in all this crap that's going on in public schools, that's going on with the border, that's going on with fentanyl, that's going on with spending, all of this insanity with the woke military. Ten percent. Those are the ones. Those are the candy aisle kids. Those are the ones that we can take down like that. Dear God in heaven. If, if uh, the people of East Germany could take down the Soviet Union without firing a shot, then surely we can end apartheid against conservatives by just saying not only no, but bleep no. And here's, this is to give you an idea uh, where we are as far as the abject corruption uh, and filth of our federal government on the left. DHS Secretary uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, who is a little punk, who needs to be—he uh, needs to be investigated, he needs to be impeached, he needs to be indicted, and he needs to go to jail. And this is seriously serious stuff. This is the breach of our southern border. This is an attack on our country that he has allowed, with Joe Biden, to happen to the American citizens. It's the first role of the government is to protect the sovereign border, and they've opened them up to wreck the country. Those are treasonous offenses. (gasps) He said the T word. Oh, hell yeah, I did. Documents obtained by the Heritage Foundation following a Freedom Information Act request are casting fresh doubts on last year's whipping controversy concerning U.S. Border Patrol agents. Now, remember those uh, those agents—they were down there and had all these uh, Haitian immigrants uh, coming across the uh, border illegally, and these uh, these agents were on horseback because they were outnumbered. And uh, you know, with uh, police situations and whatnot, there's a reason for having officers on horseback. It is a tremendous thing for crowd control. It's not cruel. It's not about about stomping on people it's about using the animal to uh, to uh, get the job done essentially <clears throat> And apparently the Department of Homeland Security decided to just throw agents under the bus. These are people making fifty grand, maybe $70,000, scraping paycheck to paycheck. They go in every day. They have to watch this unending stream uh, going against what they do for a living, being told they cannot do anything. And there was this, uh, these uh, still shots of them using the reins on the horse. And you grab the reins on a horse, you steer it like a motorcycle or a bicycle, you use either side. That's where there's a bit in the horse's mouth. And you use the reins to direct the horse, not to whip anybody. Well, Alejandro Miorcas knew this. Three hours before a press conference where he described the incident as horrific, he got a note from someone who had seen it, a photographer who took pictures. Paul Ratge was one of the people who took the photos of the agents using the reins of the horse to steer the horse and not to whip the Haitians. He said, I've never seen them whip anyone. He said it in a quote provided to Mayorkas. The secretary of the DHS uh, was told this, and he went ahead and perpetrated a lie. He went to the press conference three hours after discovering that this was a lie, and he threw agents under the bus. You hear this, border agents? You hear what he did? You should, and you should demand his resignation. He said in his presser, he said, I want to assure you that we are addressing this with tremendous speed and tremendous force. The facts will drive the action we take. And the agents were savaged for months and still are being savaged. And we've never gotten an apology from that little toad. High inflation under uh, Democrat President Joe Biden's economy is making American consumers anxious about the affordability of basic necessities like housing, food and gasoline. now uh joe biden actually uh he actually stopped the recession did you know about this you know how he did it he said we weren't having a recession and the media went oh okay okay president joe there's no there's no uh there's no recession uncle joe says we're not having a recession yeah well two months of negative growth has always meant recession joe biden just decided he could say it and it would go away and he set it up again last night when he was talking to uh, 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 Jim, uh, well, I always forget the guy's name. Uh, anyway, uh, on, on, uh, on CNN last night, Joe Biden did his, uh, his interview. He said there's no recession. Midterm elections. Jake Tapper is the name.
4: Are four weeks from today. The economy remains top, top of mind for voters. J.P. Morgan, J. CEO, said the U.S. is likely to enter a recession in the next nine months. Bank of America says the U.S. could start losing 170. Has the
2: price of abortion gone up? I just kind of wonder. I mean, I go up and I look at apples and stuff and steak, just wondering about that.
4: Five thousand jobs a month. Gas prices are on the rise again. Should the American people prepare for a recession?
5: No. Look, they've been saying this now. How every every six months they say this. Every six months. They yeah, look- because
2: we're in a recession. You dope.
5: Look down the next six months and see what's going to happen. It hadn't happened yet.
2: No, we're already in in it. You just changed the definition.
5: It hadn't, there, there has, there is no, there's no guarantee that they're going to, be, I don't think there will be a recession. There but is if one. it is, there'll be a very slight recession.
2: No, no, no. We're already in a big one, actually. It's only going to get worse. You, uh, I don't even like to call names. Should I really call names? Yeah, you dope. Uh, here's Janet Yellen. She's the Treasury Secretary. Uh, she is, I mean, honestly, how the hell do you get jobs like this? I should be the Treasury Secretary. I know more about economics than this woman. She says, of course, that the economy is actually good.
3: Um, We still see the impact of uh, COVID in China and the slowdown in Chinese growth and um, with high inflation and tightening monetary. Well,
2: fortunately, we're turning over our energy needs to China with all this electric and uh, solar crap. Yeah.
3: Policy in many advanced countries. Um, emerging markets from really. Blah,
2: blah, blah. This is uh, what they call uh, uh, corporate. No, actually, uh, faculty lounge gobbledygook. All of these
3: factors are suffering um, many stresses. So there's a lot to talk about. Doesn't look like
2: you've missed any emails lately, there, Treasury Secretary. But from the perspective of the
3: United States. I think the United States is doing very well.
2: Yeah, you bet. Um, talk to somebody who has to shop at Dollar General because Walmart is too expensive. Here's the president. He says he's very proud of his son, Hunter Biden. I don't know if you've ever this Hunter Biden guy. Uh, he was a major influence peddler. He sold access to his father and made millions of dollars while he was hiring strippers and did a lot of crack cocaine.
4: Reporting, CNN's reporting, and the Washington Post reporting suggests the prosecutors think they could, they have enough to charge your son Hunter uh, for tax crimes and a false statement about a gun purchase, um, personally, impl- which
2: is uh, honestly uh,
4: crap. Politically, um, how do you react to that?
2: Well, first
5: of all, I, I'm I'm proud of my son. This is a kid who got.
2: Well, who wouldn't be? I mean, listen, two prostitutes at once. I mean, come on, son. Uh,
5: not a kid. He's a grown man. He got uh, hooked on, uh, uh, like many families have had happen hooked on drugs uh, yeah but not most he's overcome that he's established a new life he is um really uh, i'm confident that he is still denying the stripper baby what he's says and does are consistent with what happens um and uh for example he wrote a book about his problems sold three copies straightforward about it i'm proud of him he came along and said by the way this thing about a gun i didn't know anything about it but i was too
2: crack uh, you know high on crack and booze i don't remember anything i don't remember the laptop when i dropped it off there but dad thanks for uh, you know working with the fbi to cover it up <laughs> i appreciate that oh and then joe biden lied about a fire at his biden or his uh, his residence in delaware there was a small kitchen fire i guess but he uh, made it sound like so many things in his life like it was really big and unprecedented and nobody's ever gone through it before
5: my local fire department volunteers to to get them out and get them to the hospital and they saved their lives in addition to that
2: in this uh, fire that took them 20 minutes to to put out uh, I guess a bunch of firefighters nearly died
5: what happened was, uh, I, uh, I, was uh, I I was I was doing meat the press.
2: then he caught a fish that was 300 pounds
5: and uh, lightning struck in a little pond behind my house came up through the ground into the air
2: oops co- God missed again
5: conditioning system. Ended up generating thick black smoke, literally, literally that of those proportions. I'm not joking. From the basement to the third floor,
2: Are you sure the black smoke wasn't coming from Hunter's bedroom? Floor, the attic,
5: everything was ruined. And the kitchen
2: Did you fall asleep with the crack vibe in your mouth again? Floor, we almost lost a couple. With fi- the prostitutes mounting you? Firefighters, they tell me. Ouch. Because the
5: kitchen floor was the burning between the beams in, in, in the house, in addition to almost collapsed into the basement. Yeah, and then, sure. Uh, and then I was uh, sure. I got rushed to the hospital for a...
2: Yeah, you were also raised by Puerto Ricans, and you were a truck driver. Turned
5: out to be almost a nine-hour operation with a cranial aneurysm Yeah, well, in the middle of a snowstorm. took
2: him three hours just to find his brain. Uh, and here he is talking about getting a little confusing on the uh, green energy and all the money he spent.
5: We passed the... Look, what I ran on, I said we're going to deal with energy. Right. And, and the energy problem, we're going to deal with the whole notion of global warming. We passed 368
2: billion. Wait, 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 wait! I thought it was climate change. You changed it after it was global cooling, and then global warming, and that was wrong. So you did pl- what? Billion dollars worth of help. Which oh, how many? How much money worth? Hold on.
5: Global warming. We passed three hundred sixty-eight billion dollars worth of help. Which as the same bankers talk about it's gonna bring a billions trillion trillion seven hundred million dollars billion dollars off the side. Yeah,
2: did you hear that? I mean what are you complaining about? It's gonna bring back a billion trillion zillion billion blah 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 blah. Bankers talk about it's gonna
5: bring a billion a trillion seven hundred million dollars billion dollars off the side. There you go,
2: guys. That's there's the money right there. If you're doubting that this isn't gonna pay back, it's right here.
5: Talk about it's gonna bring a billions a trillion seven dollars <laughs> okay. billion dollars off the side.
2: Lines and investment. Yeah, yeah. So there's that, which didn't make any uh, sense at all, I guess. Yeah. Oh, and then we got to kind of stray into Armageddon because we're the closest to Armageddon than we've been since the Cuban Missile Crisis. Joe Biden has said this at two Democrat fundraisers, which kind of makes you wonder, you know, should a guy who you'd uh, never give the car keys to be in charge of the nuclear football?
4: What is the red line for the United States and NATO? And have you directed the Pentagon and other agencies to game out? What a response would be if he did use a tactical nuclear weapon, or if he bombed the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant in Ukraine, or anything along those lines.
5: There's been discussions in that, but I'm not going to get into that. I, it would be, that, yeah. I don't remember it. Uh, Hunter Biden, a a Billions, billion, billion. talk about what we would or wouldn't do.
4: Have you asked the Pentagon to, to game it out, though? I mean, just. In case the the Pentagon didn't, you know,
2: gave it out, gave it out. I I think Jake must have heard about that word or for something from somebody. Maybe he was playing risk. Have to be asked.
4: So French President Macron told me that he doesn't think that Putin is acting rationally. And he said that he thinks a lot of this is because of how isolated Putin was for two years during the pandemic.
2: Ah, COVID. It's
4: COVID. And others who have dealt with him condi rice and and bob gates and james clapper have used words like erratic and unhinged to describe putin's behavior i'm
2: not sure which i prefer uh, erratic or unhinged or just ungodly corrupt and senile what do you think erratic unhinged corrupt and senile which which one's worse which one is (laughs) which one is the (laughs) worst Wow, what an interview. Uh, We've got some uh, uh, more Tulsi Gabbard yesterday. I called her out because I was like, why did you wait so long to leave the Democrat Party? Got some uh, reaction from her last night. Uh, Also, we're going to really get into this uh, bombshell revelation that the FBI offered Christopher Steele a million dollars to mislead Congress on the Russia probe. Uh, Yeah, the FBI is done, 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 done. This is The Rob Carson Show.
0: Joe Biden has always been a punchline. Now he's just a joke. It's The Rob Carson Show
1: said, when you look at our most recent NBC poll here and you ask folks, what is the single most important issue that's going to drive your vote in this year's... It's got to be abortion. ...term elections. A combined 34% cite either jobs in the economy or inflation. What? And you combine those two; that's the biggest single number you're going to get. And on that question, the Republicans have a nearly thirty-point advantage over the Democrats. It's eight percent in our most recent
2: poll. Well, thirty percent advantage uh, on the most important issues of the day. That's uh, that is not very good for the uh, Democrats. Then you got all of the uh, the uh, abject corruption that uh, we've experienced, including here the seven times that disinformation turned out to be the opposite. And uh Hunter Biden's laptop, there's that on top. We'll get to that next hour. I got some good stuff. You don't want. I'm going to sh- I'm going to shred the FBI. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, the origins of COVID, we still don't know about that. Joe Biden when he got in office said, "Oh yeah, give us 90 days. We'll find out." And of course, it was like, "Hey, he's, he's winking at President G." Going, "Sure. We're really working on it, G. Trust me. We're really" working on it. Uh, covid 19s as an as a panacea, or even uh, being effective at all, we were lied about that. We're going to get into that, too. You got played. If you got stuck with the needle, you got played, or you got forced one or the other, and there has to be hell to pay following the election. Uh, Pelosi's January 6th role, calling out the National Guard. January 6th in general, by the way. Uh, the mistreatment of January 6th defendants, that was misinformation. It's true. Irregularities of 2020 election. Again, whenever it's when the government says in the mainstream media and big social media says it's disinformation or misinformation it's the truth okay uh, irregularities there uh, critical race in schools they're still saying even even big fat old larry hogan the uh, the governor for not so long in uh in maryland who will soon be out of office thank you thank you god uh even he said that the crt wasn't being taught in schools so Lair, Lair, uh if i were you buddy just skip any possibility of running for president you don't have a choice but msnbc is hiring And uh, I believe you'd be right there with uh, Michael Steele. He also sold his soul for uh, the Democrat Party. So you could do that. You could do that. Dan Cox, by the way, is running in the state of Maryland. His lieutenant governor is a pretty cool person. I got to see her yesterday on War Room, um, and her name is Jordana uh, Schiffinelli. And here she is yesterday talking about uh, public school indoctrination in the state of Maryland. Now, if you're in Maryland, and you're thinking this race is over, and there, there's no way that West that uh, Dan Cox is going to beat Westmore. Then I would suggest that you just uh, sit this one out because he needs people who are going to fight for him. She needs people who are gonna fight for him and the state of Maryland and Maryland's kids here she is talking about all the crap that's going on in Maryland schools
6: this education has been going on for so long so right now you have brainwashed parents you have brainwashed kids the closeness to DC the the fact that you have all these government contractors that are leeches on the backs of the government they are promoting and stopping the message from getting out to the people
2: i'm glad my kids are no longer in maryland schools we lived in montgomery county north of dc for 12 years and fortunately we got the hell out of there before they tried this crap on my kids and they did all the idiotic covid lockdowns.
6: so right now you have so many people who are literally oblivious about the idea of just you know money follows the child they think that if the money follows the child somehow we're going Maryland
2: to- people are like we've got the best funded schools in America, and that makes them the best. Wrong to do something
6: bad, and you're not going to have quality education. Well, we don't have quality education already as it is. How bad does it have to be to for the people to realize that this is not public education? Just
2: real quick to the uh, the kids in uh, in Baltimore who go to school in inner city schools there and the moms and dads of those kids. Uh, Your kid's going to be so ungodly behind on everything by the time they graduate as to be completely worthless in the job market, but they will think that uh, you can actually change your sex as a child. You still want to vote for Westmore? Good luck with that. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. European American Armory Corp, or EAA Corp, specialized in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. since 1990. You can choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols. Whether you're looking for a concealed carry revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. EAA's 1911 series comes in compact carry or full size in three popular calibers. If you're a first-time gun owner, EAA Corp's all-in-one 9-millimeter MC9 striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package, ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes the MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There is a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today at EAA Corp. EAA Corp says get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of hard-earned money. Visit EAA Corp.com, That's EAA Corp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer.
0: Josh Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: It is the Rob Carson Show, and we have much to get to. If you would like to chime in on it, uh, here it is, 800-922-6680. That is the uh, number you need to call if you would like to be a part of the show. You have any comments you'd like to make about what I'm saying? You want to agree, disagree? I don't care. I don't care. doesn't matter. Uh, So uh, Joe Biden, he went over to Saudi Arabia just a few weeks, well, no, months ago, and he fist-bumped the uh, premier of Saudi Arabia, who he called a murderer and everything. And uh, Joe Biden says he didn't talk about oil over there, but uh, actually he did, apparently. And uh, it's kind of odd because months later, Saudi Arabia, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, decided to cut oil exports by, or production, by 2 million barrels Two million barrels. And now Joe Biden is all mad. He's like, you know, get off my lawn, Saudi Arabia. Brr, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, it turns out Joe Biden really didn't care about gas prices in this country. He just wanted Saudi Arabia not to cut production before the election. Here's uh, Senator Tom Cotton
5: sharing the story. The Democrats will do anything to try to keep gas from increasing before the election. But remember, he didn't ask the Saudis not to cut production. He only asked them to wait for a month until after the election.
2: Yeah, because he still hates, hates, hates fossil fuels so do you think that maybe oh i've learned a lesson here no 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 they still want those seven nine ten dollar gas prices and for you to drive crappy electric cars
5: because it's the official stated policy of joe biden on the campaign trail and since he's been in office to do everything he can to hurt fossil fuel production here and around the world
2: yeah and uh, it's very clear In case you didn't understand it, uh, you're completely clueless. Don't pay attention at all. Uh, If you think that while Joe Biden is in office that your gas prices are going to go down and they are going to relent with regard to these idiotic uh, mandates to buy new uh, electric cars and all that, uh, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. I actually, uh, I, my, I, I, I mentioned this to you. I'm getting my first new car in almost 20 years, and uh, and I decided I want to go with. I'm, there's no freaking way I'm going to buy an SUV that's electric. That's just stupid, and I'm. It's really stupid to buy a pickup truck. So if you are a, a drywaller or farmer or uh, a painter of uh, you know any repute at all, and you buy an electric truck, you're only hobbling yourself because once you put a payload in the back of an electric truck, your mileage goes just like that (laughs) just like that so what's the point in having it there is none there is none but you know uh before we jump into the uh the FBI and their abject corruption and their lying and the fact that they need to uh go away let's get real quick into uh, another politician who is brain addled and that would be a guy who is running for uh for a senate in the state of um Pennsylvania. And his name is uh, John Fetterman. He is a hippie. He is a loser. He's a hipster. He's never had a job in his life. He's lived in his parents' basement. I can go on and on. And he also had a massive stroke had a big old massive stroke not too, uh, not too long ago, and uh, his brain isn't working very well. In fact, it's working really, really badly. Uh, here is a, uh, a new story. He was actually featured, and, uh, and his brain isn't working so bad that when he does interviews, he has to watch a computer screen. He, he can't talk to people. He can't talk to people at all. Here it is.
6: Because of his stroke, Fetterman's campaign required closed captioning technology for this interview to essentially read our questions as we asked them. And Lester, in small talk before the interview without captioning, it wasn't clear he was understanding our conversation.
2: Okay. Did you hear that? It wasn't clear that he was understanding the conversation. And this is what Democrats want in office, in the Senate.
6: Before the interview, without captioning, it wasn't clear he was understanding our conversation.
2: Man, I tell you what, you are a broken political movement. If you are willing to put forth a candidate who is so brain-addled, they don't know which way is up. Oh, wait, they did that in 2020. I'm sorry, I guess I kind of screwed that up. Here's a little more from the interview with uh, John Fetterman, who uh, is so brain addled he cannot even understand the language. He has to read it on a screen. And when he does finally read it on a screen, he responds like this.
6: Probably. But right now, voters really have to take your word for it. We've asked for your medical records. We've asked to have a conversation with someone from your medical team to interview your physician. You've declined those requests. Why?
2: He's literally reading the question off the screen, then moving away from the screen to look at her.
5: Well, I, I feel like we have been very
2: transparent in a lot of- <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. The different ways when our doctor has already given. We've been transparent in a lot of different ways. Other than the whole, my brain doesn't work because I had a massive stroke. Very
5: transparent in a lot of different ways when our doctor has already given a letter saying that I'm able to serve.
2: And but.
5: And to, to be uh, running.
6: I mean, respectfully, that letter from your physician, that was six months ago. Don't voters deserve to know your status now?
5: Being on, in front of thousands and thousands of, of people and having interviews and getting around all across Pennsylvania, that gives everybody and the voters decide, you know, if they think that it's... it's
2: that gives uh, voters decide. Duh. I mean, morons. You know, he, he goes out and talks to them, and, and he, let's hear that again.
5: And having interviews and getting around all across Pennsylvania, that gives everybody and the voters decide. That you know, gives everybody that and the voters decide. Really
2: that gives everybody and the voters decide. Other than that, you know, his brain works absolutely perfectly. You shouldn't worry about it at all. Dear God in heaven. Let's go to uh, Brian in White Marsh, Maryland. Hello there, Brian. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind?
7: Hey, Rob. you got to give Fetterman a break, man. Come on. The president even said, i got two words for you, made in America. America. <laughs> yeah, Comparatively speaking, the guy's not doing too bad since he had a stroke. Yeah, we've got to give him a little bit of slack, but... Uh, the reason why I called, Rob, is, man, I, I wish I could share your positivity, your positive outlook on what will happen uh, to the FBI and other agencies if uh, Republicans take over. And I, I, I listen to you every day, and it's very inspirational. I just do not have faith in the Republican leadership and McCarthy and uh, uh, McConnell to do the right thing. So I think it's just going to be business
2: yeah. as usual. Uh, well, I understand that, um, but uh, there's a thing called uh, holding people's feet to the fire, and it, uh, it, it takes it takes a will
7: to do that, and that's what I'm saying. I don't think the people that we have in there now have that. Will.
2: Ah, ah, but aren't we getting a whole lot of people going into Congress that aren't those people? We do, but they're going to be at the junior
7: level. It, this needs I understand. to leadership.
2: Yeah. I understand I understand I understand Brian. I mean the the Republican Party has uh has sold us out many times in the past. And uh, we've got to make it very clear to those who are running for office and I think they get it because you know why they're MAGA Republicans Brian. They are a I different a, ball game. They're a MAGA, they're yeah, MAGA I Republicans.
7: I have a I I do have a lot of faith in the people that are coming up through the ranks. Uh, uh, Adam Laxalt in, in Nevada. I think he's going to be fantastic. Yeah. 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 Uh Even J.D. Vance, not a huge fan, but I think he's gonna be much better than Tim Ryan.
2: But um,
7: I'm gonna keep listening to you every day, man, and just keep keep pumping. Well, Brian, Brian, you can't, you cannot just sit
2: back. You got do do me a favor. You cannot just sit back and kind of go, "Woe is me." There's no time for that, Brian. Uh you you have got to fight until November the 8th. That's what you got to do. So I'm not going to give up. I'm not. And and am I being a little unrealistic about the uh vinyl siding salesman Kevin McCarthy? Yeah. Yeah. He w- wouldn't he be better at the uh, vinyl sil- siding salesman. If he were on a t- if he were on like that uh, the TV channel, the home shopping, he would own it. He would own it. But as far right. as being a leader of the Republican Party, yeah, I I kind of go, eh, "Really?" Eh, eh. Yeah. But Hang in there, bro, and, and vote but, for Dan Cox, dude. Vote for Dan Cox. Do what you can in Maryland. Absolutely. All right, Thank brother. You, Rob. Thanks for the call. Right. Here's a uh, here's, – uh, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but the FBI is uh, so ungodly corrupt as we could have never imagined in our history. I mean, uh, it, worse than the Stasi in many ways because uh, we don't have to. Behave like uh, East Germany. We don't have to. We live in a country that's free, but we have people in the Democrat Party and and uh, the biggest agencies of the federal government who've decided to act just like Russia and just like or Soviet Union, I should say, and China. And they're inspired by China, by the way. When you hear things like Russian disinformation, oh, Russian disinformation, it's because they admire it. I'm not kidding they admire it and they literally they say well that's Russian disinformation and they mean it because they're using the tactics of Russian disinformation that's why they're calling it that they're using the tactics and then they're saying oh yeah it's Russia no 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 they're using the same tactics they are performing the same tactics that they do in Russia it's sanctioned by the United States government and they're able to say it's Russian disinformation because of that. But make those bones about it. They, bones about it. they are completely down with how Russia has done it. Here's the story last night. Over the
6: 2016 anti-Trump dossier, FBI supervisory counterintelligence analyst Brian Auten testifying that a group of agents met with Christopher Steele overseas in early October 2021 about his dossier, which contained salacious allegations against Trump and members of his 2016 campaign.
2: And it was paid for by the DNC and Hillary Clinton and the FBI.
6: Now, During questioning, Auten revealed the FBI offered Steele $1 million to corroborate the dossier allegations
2: against now former President Trump, but how does it feel as a field agent to know that uh While you're making 70 or 80 grand, if you're lucky, you know, and you got to risk your life every day, that the upper echelons of the FBI were paying some jackass a million dollars to lie about a dossier to overthrow the government in a uh, coup and a coup to steal an election.
6: Otten testified that Steele could not. Durham also asked, quote, on October 21st, 2016, the date of the Carter Page FISA application, did you have any information to corroborate the dossier, which Otten responded,
2: Yeah, but they went ahead to the FISA court and they got a warrant to surveil Donald Trump, his campaign, his transition team, and his presidency. Uh, Blow up the FBI and reinvent it. Blow up the FBI and reinvent it. Dear God in heaven. It's a joke. But here's what the uh, media uh, said about the uh, Hunter Biden laptop which was real by the way 100% real there's no doubt about it it was real it contains real information when some real people are in charge some real people like Hunter Biden and Joe Biden need to go to jail Putin heard this our allies and friends heard this uh, this is truly we're
6: talking about the laptop issue. from hell President Trump heard, we're talking about race right now and I do want to stay on the issue of race President Trump, Trump you have just- to respond
5: to that Please. because look Very quickly. there are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that? What this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. You mean the laptop is now yeah. another Russian?
2: All of those people have been discredited. Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. And that's exactly be. what. Is this that's where you're exactly going? what. This was is called. where he's so understanding. Now, by the way, uh, a CIA agent last night was on with uh, Brett Baer and he tried this uh, Russia disinformation crap. And I'm going to explain why uh, he was absolutely wrong. And uh, he's one of the many people who need to pay uh, for what they did to the American people and the Trump campaign. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show.
0: you don't like his opinion, see the First Amendment and get back to us. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: All right, so uh, just want you to know, all you guys who work for uh, DHS... Uh, you, uh, the agents, the border agents who uh, were accused of whipping Haitian uh, immigrants, well, the guy who took the picture literally told uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, your DHS secretary, three hours before his initial response to it, that uh, he never saw anybody whip anybody. Yeah, it, it may. He said he say the picture might be as, you know, mis- misconstrued as agents whipping Haitians. So I want you to know that uh, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas and our, Alejandro Mayorkas uh, disregarded that and literally uh, went after the agents, suspended the agents. Uh, still has not uh, has not apologized to the agents. Uh, he said, "I want to assure you, we are addressing this with tremendous speed and tremendous force. The facts will drive the action." We take. Take well, he left the facts on the table before he went after his own agents. His own agents, bravo, uh, Alejandro biorcas Let's hope that your career ends uh, very abruptly without any benefits at all, any retirement, and hopefully for some jail time. To be quite honest, honestly, ridiculous. Bombshell revelation, $1 million offer to Steele, shows the FBI misled Congress on the Russia probe. The House Intelligence Committee, under Devin Nunes, sent 17 congressional subpoenas to the FBI for information specifically related to payments and confidential human sources, were denied this information, and they learned about it four years after the investigation. The FBI offered Christopher Steele $1 million to corroborate the dossier. Former House Intelligence Committee investigator and friend of our show, Cash Patel, said this. This proves the Bureau knew it hadn't been able to verify Trump-Russia collusion narrative and misled Congress. Congress. This should end the FBI. This should result in a lot of people going to jail. This is Sebastian Gorka. A little uh, viral video in his uh, Mont last night talking about this. He should know because he is, uh, he is a, a good former deep stater.
8: Just got a call from John Solomon. You need to read my Twitter and you need to look at the article that
0: he just broke. Today in federal court during the Danchenko trial, an FBI witness has under sworn testimony said that the FBI offered disgraced MI6 spy a million dollars
8: for dirt on President Trump, evidence that Christopher Steele did not have. The FBI is finished. This has to lead to the dismantling of a bureau
2: I believe I said that, oh, about six months ago. <laughs> Listen, I'm not meaning to compare my, my knowledge of uh, anything in Washington, D.C. to that of Seb Gorka, by the way. Uh, no, no freaking way. He's the dude. Seb, All respect to, to Seb Gorka. He is uh, he's the man. So I would never. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to say that I, I completely uh, agree with him. $1 million. FBI former intel supervisor admitted in court... FBI offered Steele $1 million to prove the dossier was real, but he couldn't. Lawless FBI used it to go after President Trump anyway. This should be enough to end the FBI. Yeah. Uh, during question, questioning from uh, Special Counsel Durham, Brian Auten, a supervisor, counterintelligence analyst with the FBI, revealed the million-dollar sum. The million-dollar sum. Can you believe this? And here's uh, Jim Jordan uh, a few days Talking about the FBI, the glorious, well, once was, maybe never was, FBI and how corrupt they are. This is the FBI who's involved themselves in every single
0: election for the last four cycles. This is a point Congressman Gates made in committee a few weeks ago. In 2016, they spied on President Trump's campaign. In 2018, it was the Mueller investigation. In 2020, they suppressed information about the Hunter Biden laptop. And now in 2020,
2: 2020- they call this a coup. This is a coup. Thought you should know. They've raided the home of a uh, of the former president, taken the phone. But we can believe that the 2020 election was on the up and up.
0: ...of a sitting member of Congress 91 days before an election. So when is the FBI not going to involve themselves in in one of our elections? That's, that's probably a key question.
2: Yeah, by the way, uh, FBI officials who warned Facebook of Russian disinformation before the Hunter Biden lap sh- uh, laptop bombshell are Democrat uh, donors. Two FBI officials who had knowledge of the Hunter Biden laptop in 2020 and who alerted Facebook. Listen to this. That's what Mark Zuckerberg was talking about. Alerted Facebook to potential Russian disinformation, our Democrat donors. They gave money to, uh, uh, let's see, uh, Facebook. Uh, FBI's Foreign Influence Task Force, Laura Demlov, and the head of the FBI San Francisco Cyber Division, Elvis Chan, uh, were likely engaged in suppressing Facebook distribution of the story on the platform, according to the Washington Free Beacon. By the way, donations raise question is whether the FBI officials were working in an official capacity with partisan intentions during the 2020 election cycle. Of course they were, because the FBI also covered up Hunter Biden's laptop. The FBI was in possession of the laptop for over a year before the Post covered the story. Uh, in 2017, Director Christopher Wray established the Foreign Influence Task Force to identify and counteract malign foreign influence operations targeting the United States. They knew that Hunter Biden's laptop was real, and they decided to uh, say it was Russian disinformation. Does it make sense yet? It does, doesn't it? All right, Doug Mastriano, next governor of Pennsylvania, joins us from the campaign trail right after this. Don't go anywhere.
0: There's only one Rob Carson on the radio. Oh, thank God. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: All right, so uh, coming up in a couple minutes, we've got uh, Doug Mastriano. We're going to get him on the uh, campaign trail in Pennsylvania. He is uh, running against a, a radical leftist, Josh Shapiro, and uh, he's going to uh, he's gonna win. You can't say that. You don't know because you know anything could happen. Well, you know what? Uh, Doug, I don't know if you knew this, he won uh, his uh, primary by 24% uh, despite, um, you know, uh, so much money being spent by others against uh, Doug Mastriano. We've also got another race going on in Pennsylvania, uh, that being John Fetterman, whose brain doesn't work, running against uh, Dr. Oz Dr. Oz, and uh, and uh, that's a neck-and-neck neck race, although although John Fetterman has a really large lump on his. I don't even know what's going on. Uh, from the campaign trail, we have the man, Doug Mastriano, on the line. How are you doing today, sir?
8: Fantastic on our way to Pittsburgh right now.
2: I love it, Doug. I I've been talking to a lot of people about your campaign, and and you know it's uh, people are up one day and the next day, oh gosh darn it, we're back, and then the New York Times comes out with a piece, and I'm like, you got to disregard all that crap. You got to disregard all that crap. What was the latest allegation that you're anti-Semitic or something? Is that what they're saying? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you
8: <know. laughs> there they you all, go. When all those sales call your, your opponent, you know, white supremacist and blah, blah, blah. Just, just stop.
2: <laughs> I know, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm really quite tired of it. And I'm getting calls, you know, I'll get people calling. They'll say, we appreciate your optimism, Rob. We really, really do. But, and I'm like, I don't have time for that nonsense. We are in a war right now. We, and you're the man. You've been to war. All right, you know what it's like. We cannot be distracted. Doug, from your experience as a military member, if you are in a battle where you have to defeat an opponent, is there any time for you to question uh, the opponent's tactics? Is there any time to listen to the opposition uh, that you, you're probably going to – is there any time for that noise? Absolutely
8: not. You know, Thank you. It, it, I'm, I'm, I'm fair game for constructive criticism, but you know, for instance, last night I had a guy, you know I'm – Concerned about the messaging, and then come to find out he's never listened to any of my speeches or, or anything. I'm like, dude. I'm like, I'm, 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 every time someone has a great idea, I'm like, thinking, when's the last time you ran a statewide campaign in Pennsylvania?
2: Yeah, and you've also got a slavish media, both uh, in the state of yeah. Pennsylvania and nationally. But, Doug, one of the things that, I mean, I, y- you have to admit that everybody in Pennsylvania has to be concerned with, and that is the descent into hell of the city of Pensil- of, of uh, Philadelphia.
8: And Josh Shapiro owns this, and in fact, are stubborn things, John Adams, that are second president. The fact is we're on, on- we already have 414 homicides in Philadelphia on track for 600 this year. Josh Shapiro, when he took over, as our senior law of enforcement official, it was 277 annually in Philadelphia. Now, last year it's 562. Uh, we're fourth in fentanyl deaths. I mean, there's been a 1,000 carjackings in the city. It's spilling out to the safer areas outside. Even Chester County is now having carjackings and what have you. And that Josh Shapiro owns that. Now, look, if, if people in upper earth are – Vacuous enough to believe something from the New York Times. Obviously, the, the Times is worried about me winning, so they have to write complete deceitful lies about the yeah. campaign. Yeah. If, if anyone bothers come, come to my rallies and see for yourself, don't be so gullible. Uh, anywhere we go, we, we, we get two to five hundred people at events, and I'm talking middle of the day when Republicans are working. Josh Shapiro, my opponent, he's not traveling the state, he's not going to minority communities, he's not going to the cities. And he can't draw flies. I mean, the best he can do is maybe sixty-five people on a Saturday afternoon. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah. I, I call that—I call that a, a, a terrible turnout for me.
2: No, I call it a great turn—a turnout if it was a, a Payless Shoes grand opening. <laughs> 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 that'd be pretty big doug that'd be pretty big uh it looks like trafalgar trafalgar who is a group that i uh, i like to follow because they know what they're talking about uh they say that the race is within two points uh and considering the margin of error it is neck and neck what are you hearing
8: yeah i you know obviously we're looking at our own internal numbers and what have you here and, then, and we're going to see a blowout victory on the 8th of november I'm comp- 27 days from now that's what really matters But if everything's on the path it's headed to now, for for my campaign, and this is the most important race in the nation, a a senator cannot affect crime, cannot change energy policies in in the state. Pennsylvania can do all that under Governor Mastriano. And so our numbers look fantastic. This is why we're getting record crowds. I mean, the the Indian communities that has embraced those, the Pakistanis, the Horde of Africa folks from Somalia, what have you, I mean... the latinos are really breaking
2: for i know i know and and let's also talk about black people i mean because honestly i mean you look at the abuse that uh black people have suffered at the hands of the democrat party for decades they're finally beginning to turn and they should because what is the democrat party offering them right now look at look at philadelphia look at have you been to a wawa store at midnight lately I mean, come on, guys. Yeah. S- schools are failing. These kids are growing. We're going to have another generation of kids who you might as well be told in school, A, you're not going to get educated. If you do, it's going to be woke nonsense, and you're going to be dead by the time you're 20.
8: And we're seeing a shift there as well. Let me speak specifically to Philadelphia and, and, and even more so to the African-American community uh, in Philadelphia. Uh, you, you had a Democrat mayor for 72 years. You have had a Democrat city council for 58 years. Uh, every two to four years, these Democrats crawl out of their holes and make empty promises to you, and your city is falling yeah. apart. You're less safe. Your babies are being killed. Your kids aren't receiving an education that gives them opportunity in America. His jobs are leaving the city. Why would you vote for Josh Shapiro when he's turned his back on you? He's turned his back and abandoned yeah. the people of Philadelphia, especially in the African American community. It's time. For, you got nothing to lose, and everything no. to gain. Give the guy a shot.
2: Yeah. Uh, Doug now you have extensive experience with regard to uh, Ukraine with regard to uh, uh, Eastern Europe and whatnot and I I do want considering your decades of experience uh, your thoughts on what's happening in Ukraine your thoughts about Joe Biden going to fundraisers and hinting at that we might be the closest we've been to nuclear Armageddon since the Cuban Missile Crisis completely off topic but I have to hear your thoughts on this.
8: Oh, thank you. I mean, I worked with the Soviet Union in early years and in, in Russia after the collapse of the Soviet Union. So it is one of my areas of expertise at the strategic level. You know, first off, commenting on Joe Biden, going to a fundraiser, uh, alluding to the fact that this is the closest we're going to be to a nuclear war since the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1961, and then going to his beach house home for a three-day uh, vacation. Are you freaking kidding me? Uh, yes. What? I mean, so first off, the guy is an embarrassment. and Vladimir Putin and no one else takes seriously, this is why we have this problem. I will note that under Donald Trump, old Vlad, the Impaler, you know, he, he uh, behaved himself for four years. The only four years he's behaved himself is 2007, and uh, because he saw strength and he saw somebody respected. Uh, we're on a perilous path. I don't, I don't, you know, Putin is kind of boxed in. The, the Ukrainian yeah. army is, is pleasantly surprising so many people yeah. in their ability to push back to this massive Russian ground force. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting to see what Putin does next.
2: Yeah, are you uh, are you concerned? I mean, you've got the federal government spending 300 million dollars on countermeasures for um, for radiation poisoning in New York City. They're running PSAs for the first time since like the early 60s about the possibility of a nuclear attack. Um, what do you What do you have to say about it? And, and like I said, I trust you more on this than, than anybody. Certainly more than Joe Biden.
8: Yeah, you know, the Democrats have to live off of fear and they have to live off of uh, crises. Yes. So I yeah. think this is another crisis that they're generating here to get out the vote.
9: Yeah.
2: Um, let me uh, ask you this. Um, we found out yesterday during the trial of uh, Igor Denchenko yesterday that the FBI attempted to pay Christopher Steele a million dollars to uh, convince Congress and others that the Russian dossier was legit. What do you have to say about that and what should happen to any FBI personnel who is involved in that?
8: I mean, my heart is grieved and my, my spirit is, is grieved as well over that the fact that the matter is the Department of Justice has been weaponized and politicized. And we see this in the takedown of Mark Houskin a couple of weeks ago, the pro-life counselor, who was in a shouting and pushing contest with, with a, an opponent on the abortion issue and thrown out of lower court as a misdemeanor and nothing. And then, uh, you know, we have a, a night raid with 30 agents coming to his house and waving weapons in his face. Uh, and this is sickening to me. But this is yeah. very dangerous. People have yeah. to be fired and held accountable. We, we need to have a Department of Justice and FBI that we can trust and that's respected. And right now, I'll say this is serious problem.
2: Yeah, um, I, I agree completely. Um, what are you hearing on the campaign trail from people uh, when when people come up? What's the what are the number one, number two things that they are saying, Doug? If you get when you become the governor. This is what I need you to do.
8: Yeah, number one is resolve the economic problem we have in our state here. People are having to choosing uh, this winter. It looks like you know between eating and eating, and uh, there's a lot I can do in that regard when I open up our energy sector and hopefully bring in uh, you know up to uh, upwards potentially of a hundred billion dollars a year. I mean, I can yeah. out my plan if people need to see it. And now we will bring high paying jobs. Will leave economically. It'll help bring down inflation. Although inflation is largely driven federally. If we make Pennsylvania energy independent and an energy exporter, we we could figure, get a grapple on cost of living and opportunities in Pennsylvania. Number two is law and order. People yeah. want to live in a state where they can raise their kids without looking over their back wondering if the kids are going to come home alive or not. It's so bad in Philly under Josh Shapiro that the grave yeah. diggers say that they can't keep up with, with burying wow. teenagers. Yep, and that this is Josh Shapiro. You can't
2: you can't you can't keep up with digging graves for teenagers.
8: In Philly. Dear God in heaven. Philadelphia, it, it, it's, time to, it's time for a change. It, it's time to have a fighter, somebody who served your country all his life, who's not all talk, who cares about you and cares about our Constitution and the future of your kids. And that's Doug Mastriano, and I'll have your yeah. back.
2: And Philadelphia is the seat of our democracy. That's where it all happened. And we've got to save America's city. We've got to save uh, democracy. We've got to save the state of Pennsylvania. For God's sake, if, you, if you're near Pennsylvania and you don't go there in the fall, you're out of your mind. It is an absolutely gorgeous state. Doug, one final thing. How can we, outside of the state of Pennsylvania, support you in your campaign and become warriors for you in the last three weeks of this campaign?
8: Thank you, Rob. And that's how we're being kept afloat here is donations from across the nation from patrons like you and me. Uh, go to dougsforgov.com, donate online, sign up to be a volunteer. You don't have to live in Pennsylvania to volunteer, but, but we really do need money so we can keep running ads.
2: Yeah. and hey, one other thing. How did that, um, um, the, the rally with Trump, I, I don't think i talked to you since the rally for Trump there. That must have been something else.
8: That was a blast. Oh, my God. <laughs> the energy was so uh, electrifying in the room that he called up my wife and I afterwards, and he was so <laughs> excited. He, he said, Melania, watched; He was all pumped up about it.
2: I love it. I love it, brother. I, I wish you Godspeed and God bless, and I hope that you will become the next governor, but we cannot stop fighting. We cannot believe anything the left is throwing at us about, about fake news, about fake polls. I do believe there is an energy to your campaign, and, and I believe it's gonna propel you. Uh, doug for God. that's Doug, and then the number four, and then gov.gov, if you can help out financially. Please, money is what it takes, because money's flowing in from all over the world to support your opponent, right?
8: The Democrats get it. They, hats off to them. They understand that the path through the presidency is through Pennsylvania it's this year for 2024, and, and they're doing it. You know, I, I don't get why the national level organizations don't really understand on the Republican side. So it's up to the people to decide now in America. We need your help in Pennsylvania. All right. This is the most important race in, in the nation right
2: now. Yeah. It is. It is. Doug, I wish you the very best, and I hope to talk to you at least a time or two before the election. Uh, Best of luck in your Where are you headed today, by the way? You're heading to Philly, right? No, no, Pittsburgh, right?
8: Yeah, we're heading in the direction of Pittsburgh. We have an event up in Butler and then an event close to Pittsburgh and in Pittsburgh City tomorrow.
2: All right, man. Take care of yourself, okay? Tell everybody we said hi, and we wish you the very best, okay? Thank you, Rob. God bless. All right, very good. There you go, guys. It's uh, Doug Forgov, Doug letter 4 dot uh, com. Doug dot com. Help him out if you can, because you cannot be a doubter. You cannot go into this negative. We are in a war right now. Okay, we are on a war footing. If you go into battle and throw your hands up, you are not going to win the battle. Let's take a break. You are listening to the Rob Carson Show. <laughs>
0: To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: It is the Rob Carson Show. Thanks to Doug Mastriano, Doug4Gov.com. It is Doug, uh, letter four and uh, number four, I should say, <clears throat> number four, sorry, I sounded like a Democrat, uh, number four and G-O-V.com. You know, I'm excited about Halloween. I don't know if you uh, if you uh, are into Halloween. I just kind of love the the holiday because when I was a kid, I'd go into my little town in Neola, Iowa. and Doc Welburn, he had the biggest house in town. He give us full-size candy bars. We thought he, were, he was rich, man. I mean, he was rich. You got a full-size candy bar. This year, because the economy, a lot of people are just uh, buying one bag of candy corn and each of the kids just going to get one. There you go. Just, 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 just take one. We don't leave it in front of a bowl in front of the house. It's not a good idea. But we'll give you one, uh, one candy corn, you know, because of the recession and all that. And then uh, a lot of scary things going on in the country as well, including uh, Joe Biden being the president. This is our uh, Hunter Biden Halloween theme song. I saw Hunter Biden
1: get another pass. This was Jim Gossett. That laptop they won't open. While Donald Trump they continue to harass. For anything they're groping. Ah-hoo. Where's Hunter's laptop? That is nice.
3: <laughs> Ah-hoo.
1: The FBI has had it for three years. They just sat on it. The content they have sat on. It's Russian disinformation. Protecting Hunter and the big guy. The big guy. The rule of law they've spat on.
2: Ah-hoo Where's Hunter's laptop? That is nice. Ahoo. Best satire on He's radio. Smoking
1: gent. Son of the president, lately his paintings have been selling. <laughs> Hunter has no craft, oh. man, it's all just craft. <laughs> I tell you he's a felon. Ah,
2: ooh,
1: where's Hunter's
2: laptop? By the way, the uh, assistant secretary of uh, cybersecurity for the FBI this year... In questioning from Matt Gates, said that they had no idea where the laptop was. That's how profoundly third world corrupt the FBI is. Unbelievable, and it's all real. It's all real. Last night, Brett Baer talked to this uh, former CIA officer, David Priest. And uh, and he's still saying that the FBI thought this was Russian disinformation when they knew all along that uh, it was made up, bought and paid for by the DNC, Hillary Clinton and uh, and the FBI.
3: The scene of emails purportedly belonging to Vice President Biden's son, Hunter, much of it related to his time serving on the board of the Ukrainian gas company Burisma, has all the classic earmarks of a Russian
2: information operation. Right. Why, why did you sign on to that?
4: Yeah, because of what it says. It has all the classic earmarks of one of these operations.
2: Talking about this letter that 50 uh, former uh, intelligence officials signed saying that it was Russian disinformation when they knew it freaking wasn't.
4: You'll note elsewhere in the letter, if you read it, that it also says, we don't know if this is a Russian operation. Yeah,
2: you did. bullcrap
4: At all. That has been dramatically changed in the retelling of the story, but the letter is merely pointing out that this is the kind of thing that time after time after time, people who study Russian disinformation, intelligence officers who look at Russian tactics over the long period of time, this is the kind of thing they like to amplify to sow discord within target countries. Now, sometimes that target country is the United States. And
2: the reason why he's saying that this is Russian disinformation is not because Russia is the source of it. Let me clarify this. Here's how he's skating around this. They're using the tactics of Russian disinformation to create their own disinformation. That's how he's skating around this. This didn't come from Russia. It never did, and they knew it. But he's trying to lie about it by saying, it's Russian disinformation. No, they just use the same tactics that the Russians use on other nations and their own people. That's what he's saying here. Don't ever forget that. I've got more from this jackweed David Priest coming next hour, and then we're going to get into the FBI's abuse of of uh, protesters who are pro life. Oh, we've got to get into uh, Pfizer admitting the vaccine was never tested to prevent transmission. It never worked to prevent transmission. As I've said from the get go, you've been played. This is the Rob Carson Show. Real conflict.
0: Real threats. Real heart. Now there's a place America gets its news. No agenda. Just the facts. Newsmax. Real news for real people. They called us deplorables. We're not
1: gonna take
0: it. They shut down our country.
1: Well, we ain't gonna take
0: it. They say our thoughts are disinformation. Oh, well. This is our response, The Rob Carson Show.
2: Final hour of The Rob Carson Show. If you thought the first hour, uh, two hours were exciting, uh, this is going to be pretty good. I think it's going to be good. Uh, It looks like a Pfizer executive is admitting in uh, Great Britain that uh, the COVID-19 was never tested to prevent transmission. So the only reason that you got the, uh, the vaccine was to prevent you from getting it right and possibly uh, not, you know, passing it on to somebody else. But apparently that didn't work. It was a lie. You got played. I said this at the beginning of the pandemic in March, that this would be the biggest scandal that the earth has ever seen. It was played up for an election year. It's been played up ever since. It caused untold destruction uh, socioeconomically to our children, among other things. and, And it never had to happen. And I stick by it, even though all the while I have been called a purveyor of misinformation and disinformation. Before we do that, I have a couple stories I want to comment that uh, might, be, might be top of the mind for you. <clears throat> so Troy Aikman is facing backlash after making a sexist, quote, take the dresses off comment following controversial roughing the passer call during the Chiefs game against the Raiders. Now apparently, there's a lot of uh, discussion about uh, uh, roughing the passer calls this weekend, and the uh, you know basically saying that oh, what a st- quarterback, snowflakes. Come on, man, take a hit. Yeah, you know that's cool. I get it. I get it. But uh, uh, Chris Jones of the Chiefs sacked the regular, regulars uh, Raiders QB Derek Carr before landing on top of him. Jones was flagged after the play, nearly cost Kansas City the job. And then, uh, so uh, basically, you know, it's like you hear that expression, uh, uh, you know, uh, throws like a little girl. Well, you know, honestly, I get get tired of that because I got a little girl. And honestly, you know, it's it's worse. When you see, you know, uh, people behaving like morons and you ever use the expression, the throw, whatever, like a little girl, it's an insult to little girls. You know, it is. But anyway, here is, uh, 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 Troy Aikman said, my hope is the competition committee looks at the next step of meetings and, you know, we take the dresses off. And, of course, he is, uh, Troy Aikman really needs to find a non-misogynistic way to critique the call besides take the dresses off. You know, no. Mm-mm. Uh, masculinity isn't toxic. And, and I, uh, you know, honestly, and I really don't think most women are upset about this. My wife was like, well, Yeah. Quit being such a p-word for kitty cat. I mean, that's how my wife is. She's like, you hey, go get out there and play the game. My wife, my wife. The other night, if I was still drinking and I was going to do a drinking game for every f-bomb she dropped during that game, it, I, I would have been. I would have died of alcohol poisoning. So she's not down with that. She's like, yeah, well, yeah, of course. And, and I would venture to say, you feminists who are so hurt uh, uh, about that, then I would suggest you try to play one play in the National Football League. One play. Line up there against an opposing team. Just play one play in the National Football League. You can even identify as the opposite sex. You can become a man for the game. And uh, you'll understand what I mean. And if if you uh cannot compete with the NFL on that physical level, then I would suggest you shut your damn mouth okay just just shut up it would be honestly it would be like it would be like in an ancient Rome you got the gladiators out there, and uh, one of the people you know one of the commentators says, yeah I noticed that uh uh, uh Whatever Hercules, uh, he, he, was a little, uh, he was a little. He was a little. He stabbed that guy like a little girl. You know, and you're like, you know, really, uh, or, you know, or you know, take off the dresses and actually kill your opponent. Release the lions on him, and, and there's somebody in the stands who goes, "Oh my god, that is so sexist!" Oh my god, can you believe it? He said that about women and wearing dresses. It's like that, without the death. Kind of like that. Uh, Raiders' Devontae Adams, by the way, being investigated by police after uh, knocking this photographer over. He was just being a D-word. He was uh, leaving the field. He was frustrated and just decided to take it out on an unarmed photographer, knocked him down, sent him to the hospital. Um, and uh, Adams is 6'1", 215 pounds. In case you didn't know, if you've ever been near a professional football player, uh, they are superhuman in strength. There's no doubt about it. Um, when I was at my physical best, I was uh, 30 years old or so, and I could uh, uh, open my workout with uh, uh, two plates 225 and I could do it about 21 to 25 times then I'd add 50 pounds so that was you know I would have gotten my R's handed to me in the NFL being able to bench press 350 pounds uh, and so uh, the, these, these human beings are superheroes. This guy apparently is being charged with assault and should be in char- in charged with assault. There's no, no room for this at all. No room for this in the NFL. I don't care how frustrated you are. I don't care what kind of apology you offer. offer. Uh, otherwise, if you did this to someone on the street who was unprepared for a fall and pushed them down, unless you were a Democrat in uh, New York City or Philadelphia or Los Angeles or San Francisco uh, you'd go to jail and you wouldn't uh, be released on bail the next day like they do in the aforementioned cities so uh, no no uh, no time for that nonsense by the way oh DC comments and uh, they've uh, they've announced they were gonna end their woke Superman son of Cal L now in case you didn't know um, the son of Kal And this isn't about being homophobic. I could give a rat's behind if uh, comic book characters are gay. I, uh, who cares? I don't care. Come up with a new comic book character. Call him Super Gay Guy. You know, whatever. I don't care. But they tried to do this to Superman, and uh, it did a face blank because people don't care about it. They don't want to be, they don't think that there's any place for this nonsense. So the uh, series, written by Tom Taylor, uh, was launched with great fanfare a year ago. Has not stood uh, the test of comic book sales. The uh, series will end after 18 issues with its final new book hitting stands in December. Uh, DC's bisexual Superman, (laughs) wow, (laughs) who fights climate deniers, (laughs) (laughs) totally bombed in sales. Totally bombed in sales. The most recent data compiled by Comicron reveals that the book's third issue sold only 34,000 copies in September. Uh, That was good for the 77th best-selling comic of the month uh the bisexual superman title was so bad it fell out of the top city uh top selling 50 comics by the third issue and uh they decided to go the week the the uh the woke thing i'm not sure what his superpowers were like uh, able to choose the best music at a dance club i think that was one of the superpowers that uh, super gay superman did he could he could get the best music at a dance club because honestly if you're not uh gay Seriously, the music's going to suck. I just—I I haven't been clubbing in a long time, but uh, you go to a club like that and you're going to get some great music. And then also could make, uh, just whip up super gourmet coffee beverages at a moment's notice. Just, I mean, boom, right there, right there, Superman. And they could also immediately swoop into a scene and decide if the, uh, if the drapes matched uh, and were an inspiration piece for the entire living room. Those are the powers that Superman had. Apparently uh, a lot of people don't want those powers. Okay, you know. And that liberal enclaves are panicking over the possibility of migrants. <laughs> Listen, this is so fantastic. This is a virtue signaling at its best, by the way. Virtue signaling at its best. More liberal enclaves are seemingly panicking over the possibility <laughs> of busloads and flights filled with border crossers and illegal aliens. They sent out a memo, I think it said something like, Now brown people will be coming to your cities and they will not be driving Ford F-150s with flatbed trailers in the back and lawnmowers on them, and they will not be wearing leaf blowers on their backs. They are there to find shelter. Please send out all of this information and make it known so we can immediately send them to a military base so we don't have to deal with them. Oh, by the way, we still are, thanks to our city. Make sure to leave those signs up, but, uh, you know, brown people. So uh, yeah, new arrivals—you uh, know—bust into uh, coastal elites. Apparently, really concerned. Uh, we had uh, Martha's Vineyard, by the way, and they—they they, literally they had a pizza party and a sleepover before they shifted them off to uh, Joint Base Cape Cod. Apparently, in the Nantucket, the Nantucket Police Department. I knew a guy from there, uh, off the coast of Massachusetts, issued quote an alert that suggested a migrant flight may be on its way. <laughs> an alert. They sent out an alert. Oh, my God. This is great. Like Nantucket, Philadelphia voted overwhelmingly for Biden. Some counties voted up 97% for the then Democrat nominee against Donald Trump. By the way, also Colorado's elite ski resorts have also been worried that migrant flights might be coming to uh, Aspen and Vail. Aspen and Vail. By the way, so... I'm John Kerry reporting for deportation
1: duty. Well, I went to Martha's Vineyard to hang with my liberal friends. This is Jim Gossip. To my surprise, it was overrun by illegal aliens. It's okay for illegals to invade your hometown. Yep. But as hypocrites at Martha's Vineyard, we don't we don't want them around. Racist. But it's all right now. Da- Da-da. They were hauled off to Cape Cod. Da-da-da-da. Liberal concern for illegals—it's a—it's a big facade. Yeah, it's a Yes, it's all right now. The National Guard was sent. Mm-hmm. Our fake concern—I wonder, wonder where it went. It went out the window.
2: Ding. Uh, by the way, if you are uh, wanting a, uh, an entertainer for a gathering or corporate gathering, Jim Gossett is your guy. He does both sides of the political equation. He does killer impersonations, and he can, do, he can make fun of liberals or Democrats. And if you'd like to hire him, just go to jimgossettcomedy.com. I do that because Jim is also a victim of this uh, anti-conservative apartheid. And so it's two S's and two T's, jimgossettcomedy.com. If you, he lives in the Atlanta area, uh, and you know you, he'll, he'll travel, he'll travel, you know, and all that. So go to jimgossettcomedy.com. All right, so um, as I said, uh, and I knew this domino would fall, uh, the vaccine never was meant to uh, prevent transmission, and it wasn't tested to do that. But they still approved it and made you take it. I'm going to share the details on that. Coming up, you're listening to The Rob Carson Show
0: the left has been waging a war on america for decades that's not right it's not fair and we're quite simply not gonna take it anymore honestly it's not fair to the world it's the rob carson show during 2021 we should be able
7: to manufacture a lot of vaccines and and that vaccine A key goal is to stop the transmission, to get the immunity levels up so that you get almost no, almost no.
2: Yeah, Bill Gates suddenly became an expert on vaccination. That should have been your first clue. uh, Infection going on whatsoever.
7: Everyone who takes the vaccine is not just protecting themselves, but reducing their transmission. Uh, to other that was a lie. People and allowing society to get back to normal. We
0: can kind of almost see the end. We're, we're vaccinating so very fast. Our data from the CDC today suggests um, you know, that, that vaccinated people, people do not carry the virus, don't get sick. Now
4: we know that the vaccines work well enough that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else.
2: In a shocking admission, a Pfizer executive on Monday stated that the company did not know if the COVID-19 mRNA vaccine it developed with bio in uh, BioNTech would prevent viral transmissions before bringing it to the market last year. Now, uh, I've got uh, article ground, uh, ground zero for newspaper articles that I uh, had. And this is before I had the nationally syndicated radio show that you listen to every day. And, I, and I've kept this right here. This and right here. It's coffee stains on it. I don't know what the hell that stain is. Dear Lord. Anyway, um, uh, this is uh, a, uh, from uh, WND, World Net Daily. Shiva Arundhari, candidate for U.S. Senate in Massachusetts, uh, MIT, Ph.D. in biological engineering, said of the COVID virus, he said that um, uh, the coronavirus fear-mongering uh, by the deep state will go down in history as one of the biggest frauds to manipulate economies, suppress dissent, and push mandated medicine ever. And I agreed with that. It was March 9th of 2020, by the way. He, uh, he he doesn't believe the outbreak itself was a hoax, urged citizens to follow guidelines of federal and state and local governments, but uh, said it was uh, the CDC was corrupt. And now we know that's true. We know it's true, kids. Yeah. Janine Small, the president of the International Development Markets for Pfizer, testified before the European Parliament's COVID 19 Committee Monday on behalf of Pfizer CEO Albert Bourla. Borla! <laughs> Bourla. Then <laughs> <Bourla. laughs> <Bourla. laughs> <Bourla. laughs> not that just sound like he'd say? Anyway, he was summoned by the committee uh, but pulled out of his appointment at the last minute. During questions, a Dutch member of parliament, Rob Roos, a conservative and opponent of Europe's COVID-19 passports, asked Small whether Pfizer could provide lawmakers with evidence to believed the vaccine would prevent coronavirus transmission before bringing it to market. In response, Small said Pfizer did not know that the vaccine would present, prevent transmission before bringing it to market. Regarding the questioning around, did we know about stopping immunization before it entered the market? No. But they didn't care because all they cared about was getting you vaccinated and governments paying for it. That's what it's all about. Left wing. I didn't get the vaccine. I didn't want the vaccine. I had a heart attack when I was 31 because I had strep throat and I threw a blood clot and I didn't want it. I was afraid of it. And I also thought that it was bullcrap. I thought the whole thing was bullcrap. I have two kids who got the vaccine. My wife uh, got the vaccine. I said, I don't think the kids need the vaccine. What am I going to say? And now I'm worried. I'm worried of my 22-year-old son. I'm worried. I'm worried. Because there are a lot of people who are um, uh, having a whole hell of a lot of trouble. Whole hell of a lot of trouble. A lot of young athletes dying uh, as they are completely fit. There's this guy, Christopher Williams, uh, from uh, Wales. Uh, He was an athlete. He stated that he suffered from uh, blood clot, brain fog, seizures, chronic fatigue, tachycardia, high blood pressure, uh, joint muscle pain, tremors, headaches, speech problems, heart palpitations, pains in his chest, tinnitus, and night sweats two weeks after receiving the AstraZeneca vaccine. Now he is classified as disabled because of the vaccine. Here is uh, Rob Moose last night talking with Tucker about what he saw.
9: For the first time Pfizer admitted that the vaccine was not tested on stopping the transmission of the virus when it entered the market and this has massive implications. Governments pushed millions of people worldwide to get vaccinated by telling them um, by telling, telling you to, to, to do it for your grandmother. And they yes. tried perfectly healthy young people into taking this jab using false arguments. And they used big words such as antisocial to sow an immense hatred against people who refuse to comply with the government's wishes. And even worse, many governments, including mine, actually introduced so called COVID passports.
2: And everyone who's been fired because they didn't take the vaccine needs to be reinstated, reinstated with back pay. And everybody who instituted the policy with regard to the wholesale firing of people need to be removed from their post. Payback is a a
9: B word. Yeah, big time. A little bit more from Rob Moose. In many countries, like the U.S. and Italy... Vaccine mandates were introduced for certain professions. Many people lost their job, their livelihood, their business because they stood by their principles. Austria even had a lockdown for the unvaccinated because of this reason. The government literally imprisoned people within their own homes.
2: Yeah, this happened all over the world. And by the way, remember what I said about Nuremberg style trials? This guy's down with that too.
9: All of this was based on the idea that vaccination helps prevent the spread of the virus. Otherwise, why should people out of society? But this has now proven to be a big lie. Even the president... What?
2: He said big lie. That's what they say about the, uh, you know, people believe in the election of 2020
9: was stolen. ...of... Um, for international development market of Pfizer and now admits that there was no scientific basis to say vaccination would stop the transmission of the virus and i find this one of the biggest scandals of our time yes the politicians responsible for this will be angry that people are looking back at this time but i won't forget what they did to millions of people and if we are a democracy we should have accountability
2: we should And also, the Surgeon General of Florida literally said, after uh, reviewing all the evidence, that uh, uh, the jab raises the risk of cardiac death by 84% with men 18 to 39. He's right. And Facebook, shut him down. I've got details on that coming up. It's the Rob Carson Show.
0: If you're looking for a woke take on current events, just go back to sleep. Because you're not getting it here. It's the Rob Carson Show.
2: A little Van Halen. I like to mix it up with some classic rock, by the way. So, uh, hundreds of upset Michigan parents attended a Dearborn school board meeting on Monday about LGBTQ uh, and uh, sexual books in the uh, library. A lot of these parents, and by the way, they were mixed. It was uh, it was white parents and black parents and a whole lot of Muslim parents there, and they weren't too happy about kids being taught that they can be uh, the opposite sex and and uh, the sexualization of their children. They weren't too happy. Here's some audio. Now, um, I don't know if you knew this, but in places like Loudoun County, Virginia, where things are more genteel, the FBI just went after parents. Um, I would really like to see Merrick Garland go after some of these Dearborn parents in the same fashion it's real easy when you cul cul-de-sac bombs you know taking their kids to, to soccer practice and all that you can go there and just scare the crap out of them man you can go to their house you can drive by you can set up cars outside of the school board meeting the whole deal and you can act like a big man like um eric Gar- uh, Merrick garland has but i'm not thinking that would be such a good idea in dearborn and i'm thinking we need more crowds like this than we need uh, uh jean people anymore because you're just going to get a beat down if you that way but rob they canceled the meeting what did we accomplish oh i think they got the message i think they got the message first hour of monday's board meeting reasonably calm as protesters listened to board member adele mozip who admitted that some age inappropriate books were in the library likely had fallen through the cracks i'll just leave that alone but claim parents uh, had taken their frustrations too far He commented that librarians in the district had been attacked and labeled as sexual predators. Well, normally if you bring uh, porn into a library that's for children, you're going to get labeled that. I didn't know if you knew that. Also, if you stand outside of a playground with a trench coat and fake pant legs and you're naked underneath it, that also would label you as a, a sexual predator. It's an old cliche. Uh, Our librarians and educators have been attacked by some members of the public and labeled as sexual predators and groomers. This is insulting, disrespectful, and liable. And liable. And liable? It should be liable-less, by the way. This is a serious accusation. It undermines our educators and librarians' attempt to sexualize our children. I added that at the very end. So, uh, Wadi... Yes, sir. daba concerned parents spoke with the Detroit News. His opposition to the books during the meeting held up a sign saying, if democracy matters, we're the majority. And honestly, it's time for this uh, nonsense to stop. To stop, stop, stop. Back to uh, the COVID vaccine. This is the Surgeon General of the State of Florida. He is uh, a good and decent man. He is uh, Joseph Lopato. And... He said because uh, things like, I don't know, the COVID jab raises the risk of cardiac death in 18- to 34-year-old men by 84%. It's actually been proven. It's real. The statistic exists. And there are a lot of young men around the world who are just dying at football practice or dying in their day off from being marathon runners. Here is the uh, Surgeon General who, by the way, had been banned on social media for saying this.
9: So yes. I ask people sometimes who are still he- you know, hemming and hawing about this if, this, if this vaccine, if it had been known two
2: years ago or so that this vaccine would increase cardiac deaths
4: in young men by 84%, would they have approved it?
2: The obvious answer is no, you would never give something to someone who was young and healthy and increase their risk of dying from, car- from sudden cardiac death by 84%. But people are often, their response is, well, you know, I don't know, COVID's pretty bad. Yes, COVID can be terrible, but we don't give people
9: medications that kill them.
2: Well, yeah, that, that's the way it's been in the past anyway. There, there is that. It Medicine was used to save people's lives, not to kill them. And I don't know, maybe things have changed. He was banned from Twitter for saying that, by the way. Yeah. Oh, oh. Oh. And by the way, uh, there's uh, there's evidence, lots of evidence, that uh, Big Pharma was involved in Big Government, and the CDC, to shut down uh, and direct the uh, the narrative on social media. That's why you weren't able to say anything about it. That's why you weren't able to say it on social media. That's why you got banned. That's why I got banned. We weren't able to even. I wasn't even able to post a, a video by Robert Kennedy. It wasn't even my words. I put it on my YouTube channel. They took it down because you know what? They're a bunch of they're a bunch of bastards. They are a bunch of bastards. Uh, you've got the uh, U.S. Uh, US uh, government, uh, USPS, literally took it upon itself to uh, scour social media, monitor posts pro- t- uh, regarding protests uh, with regard to a number of uh, another things. Anybody with anti-Biden views? Yeah. Uh, let's see what I got some more. St- I save these stories because, you know, I'm just tired of uh, being b slapped by the left and uh, we're not going to take any more. Uh, Let's see what else here. Uh, Yeah, um, seven times. I'm trying to keep this all uh, FBI traumatized. Oh, yeah. Uh, The report claims that uh, Facebook has been spying on private messages of American users reporting to the the FBI if they express anti-government sentiments. FBI whistleblower's wife suspended from Facebook after sending a private message to her husband. Uh, Steve Friend, who's a whistleblower for the FBI. This is the kind of crap that we are dealing with. This is uh, this is the Soviet Union. This is the Soviet Union. This is um, this is uh, Cuba. Uh, enemies list: Federal government-backed censorship machine targeted 20 news sites. We know this. We know this, including Epic Times, Washington Times, Fox News, New York Post, Washington Examiner, Breitbart. All of that. We uh, we are not enemies of the state. The state is the enemy of the people. Let's go to Tom in Catonsville, Maryland. I believe he's been waiting for a while. Has something important to say, Tom? Welcome to the show. What's up, man? Oh, hell, he dropped off. Well, let's go to uh, another guy who'd been banned from big social media, even though he's a renowned cardiac uh, uh, doctor around the world. Suddenly, if he spoke out against the misinformation and disinformation, you know, of the government, uh, if he said anything, he was banned and made into some sort of a pariah, some sort of a snake oil salesman. But he was right. Here he is talking about uh, the Surgeon General of Florida being shut down. Before this interview, you spoke with the Florida Surgeon General himself, Dr. Joseph Latipo about this study. What did he say?
0: Um, We both agreed. I reviewed the paper and then reviewed the methods and spoke with him about potential artifacts and uh, limitations of the study. I believe that there's a reasonable chance that this is actually an underestimate of the risk. Is Uh there clear evidence of myocarditis, cardiotoxicity, and excess deaths? In young adult males in particular which is which is what he 's focusing on, and uh, we know from numerous studies that that's the case
2: I want to know if there's a there are rules that keep me from saying what I want to say on broadcast radio, but I want to know if my twenty two year old son has a ticking time bomb in his bloodstream you hmm. I want to know, you filthy, rotten bastards. I want to know, Anthony Fauci. I want to know CDC and HHS. I want to know those who have funded gain-of-function research in China. I want to know those who covered up the origins of the COVID virus. I want to know the people who became billionaires, most of them in China, because of COVID-19. I want to know the people who banned people from going to work and shut down their businesses and ruined lives. I want to know if they're going to pay for what they did. Here's uh, Tom Fitton. He did an interview the other day, and Tom Fitton is amazing. He's a part of Judicial Watch. He's the founder of Judicial Watch. He's the guy who goes after all these corrupt government bureaucrats. He uses FOIA requests, among other things. Here he is talking about the media and their disinterest in COVID. Crazy stuff.
3: And, of course, the media isn't interested in this. I mean, for all their interest in COVID... I mean, they have zero interest in where it came from and how oh, it happened either, yeah. and who where was involved. Who yeah. And you know, my concern is what else is going on that we don't know about in this gain of function regime. That's not only going on here in China. I mean, when you find out the documents that we have about what's the craziness here in the United States, you'd be like, "Well, for, forget about Wuhan. What's going on down in Texas?"
2: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and this is uh, Tom's uh, commentary on what he calls the Great Suppression, which is what I've been saying, the cabal of the mainstream media, big social media, the Democrat Party, Big Pharma, uh, the Republican Party, uh, against us. Misinformation and disinformation. I told you guys. They used those words because they thought they could shut down all discussion of anything. With regard to the government's Marxist takeover of our country, the class of 1968, their Marxist takeover of schools with CRT and radical transgender nonsense, you couldn't say anything about it. You know why? Because if you disagreed with it, that was disinformation or misinformation. Big fat Larry Hogan, the uh, the governor in uh, Maryland, who's a tool, Rhino, uh, he even says CRT isn't being taught in schools. Well, you're high. Dear God, but here is uh, Tom Fitton talking about the Great Suppression, that we have to fight. We have to fight with every ounce of our being with this.
3: We haven't seen anything like this in terms of targeting the First Amendment. You have to go back. Probably just before World War I and Woodrow Wilson and company when they were jailing uh, individuals. I
2: believe that the FBI came around during Woodrow Wilson's presidency.
3: Individuals who were criticizing the government's entry into World War and One other, and other issues. Uh, here, uh, this, is, this is a, a modern day, um, as I call it, the great suppression yeah. of uh, speech on the Internet with the encouragement of the government, uh, our government.
2: And all you got to do is say no. All you have to do is say not only no, but bleep no. And they will collapse like a house of cards. Doesn't mean you uh, you don't have to fight for everything uh, that you're worth, but we can turn all this around. We're going to do it on November the 8th, but you can also do it by just not, not, not doing what they ask you to do, saying no. Oh, and this is kind of funny. I don't know. Moderna's CEO has announced that they have a new mRNA injection that could repair the heart muscle after a heart attack. That's kind of weird. You know, because you've got athletes and performers and musicians and anchors and soldiers and high schoolers and healthcare workers and random people and politicians who've been dropping because of heart rate uh, related issues because of the mRNA COVID jab. And it just so happens, here comes uh, Moderna and they've got a brand new medicine to counter that. Well, isn't that kind of weird? Like, I mean, that might even, I don't know, make a bunch of people rich. Then you got China. They stockpiled personal protective equipment months before the COVID-19 outbreak. And they've been working with Anthony Fauci about a vaccine for an MRNA vaccine for a COVID virus (coughs) years ago. Years ago. And they're going to share the profits and everything. It's like they almost had it ready to go. They almost had a plan to use it and make lots of money. And they uh, maybe even knew that it didn't work. Didn't even work. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. I'm going to clear my throat. This is The Rob Carson Show.
0: Opinions are easy. Entertaining? Not so much. It's The Rob Carson Show. Well, we
3: know we've been targeted and victimized um, and by big tech, and our suspicions were the government was behind it. There's little doubt about it. Uh, and now in in recent months, you know, we've proven it. We know, for instance, the California Secretary of State told YouTube uh, they should take down, uh, flagged one of our videos on election integrity just before the 2020 election. Ah. And YouTube took it down. So we just sued the California Secretary of State's office for that violation of our First Amendment rights. And. You know, you may have seen the Just the News reports highlighting this left wing consortium of allegedly private entities, some of which are government funded, uh, that was working with the Department of Homeland Security and the State Department to target for censorship American citizens. And
2: um, get rid of your Facebook and Twitter. I'm going to, uh, this week, I'm going to stop posting on both of them. I'm going to keep the accounts, um, but I'm going to stop posting. It really, it doesn't, uh, all I do is get flagged on Twitter. All I get is flagged on uh, Facebook. I get warnings put up. I get disinformation nonsense. And honestly, um, I'm done with their, their SH. I'm done with them. I want them to go out of business. Now, <clears throat> if uh, Elon Musk turns things around, and I, I think he will, um, then I will start posting again, but I'm going to be done with it. You need to go to uh, Truth Social. You need to go to Getter, G-E-T-T-R, and you need to say bleep uh, Facebook and Twitter. And I would also venture to say bleep YouTube. Uh, Go to Rumble, all right? And if you'd like to follow me on any of those at Rob Carson Show, Rumble, uh, Twitter, or not Twitter, Rumble, Truth Social, and Getter at Rob Carson Show. Um, That's what you should do. Because otherwise you're just being played. Um, I, I want to mention this because I've been using the expression candy aisle, kids, for a while. And, and when I was a kid, if you went to the grocery store, and you're, you know all the grocery store aisles had candy in them, and you'd go there and your mom would say, hey, you, uh, or I'd say to my mom, hey, can I get a Snicker bar? And my mom would say, no, you can't have a Snicker bar. And I'd say, yeah, but I want a Snicker bar. And she'd say, um, if you say another word, I'm going to give you such a, a, a beating when you get home, it's not going to be funny. And you're like, okay, well, never mind. I don't really, the candy bar isn't really that big a deal. It's not about uh, corporal punishment, by the way. It's just a matter of a parent saying, no, you can't have a freaking candy bar. So they came up with these non-candy aisles. So you could take your brat that you can't deal with through the non-candy aisle so they don't see the candy and pitch a fit because you don't know how to say no. And, and I've been saying that these Candy Owl kids have been in charge for a while. For instance, University of Florida, Florida, Ben Sasse, uh, Senator Rhino. Don't give a rat's behind about Ben Sass, by the way. I'm glad he's going back to academia. He is uh, uh, one of the candidates for the University of Florida. And 300 Marxist children uh, threw this uh, big temper tantrum, and they said that he's anti-gay marriage, anti-transition, uh, or, or uh, uh, Trans, not transmission, he likes transmissions, I guess, but he's anti-whatever-whatever, uh, whatever. and they pitched a fit and they want him fired. And if I were the president of the university now or the board of curators or whatever the uh, university, I would say that we are hiring uh, Dr. Sass or Mr. Sass to be the president of our university. If you do not wish to be a student w- under his tenure at the University of Florida, then we will make arrangements for your dismissal, and you can find another university. You will uh, forsake your scholarships and... Um, and uh, any type of uh, financial aid that you have here at the University of Florida, but it is your choice to leave the school, and we will help you facilitate that change. Oh, yes, and for those who decide to stay here, get your asses to your classes. That's what I'd say. I'm not... I'm not uh, messing around. Steve McCann did a piece in American Thinker that was forwarded to me by my friend Barbara in Baltimore, and he said America must permanently marginalize the perpetual adolescence of the American left. Candy Owl, kids. Uh, the impending red wave of the 2022 midterms reaches a crescendo. The irrational, irrationality, obliviousness, and immaturity of the followers of the American Marxism movement have been on display for the world to see. <clears throat> Foot soldiers who dwell in a state of perpetual adolescence as they profess allegiance to those few who devoutly believe in a unique amalgamation of Marxism, social Darwinism, and oligarchism, and are all presently hell-bent on transforming the nation. Marxists understand that being part of the in in crowd is really, really important to these dupes. Thus, these permanent adolescents look for guidance from the cool guys to establish what they are supposed to believe in. Now listen to this. This is the final of this piece, and I'll share it on my social media. Currently in the United States, I said this, less than 8% of Americans identify as very liberal or essentially Marxist, and another 11% identify as liberal. Yet this small subset, 19% of Americans dominate the culture, entertainment, education, the federal bureaucracy, most importantly, the Democrat Party. In November of 2022, 81% of Americans who do not identify with the left must begin the process of permanently defeating the radical left and their fatuous acolytes to if the nation is to avoid the precipice toward which it is heading. In other words, as I have said, we need to end conservative apartheid. The United States must not be destroyed by the American Marxists and their uh, attendant gaggle of egotistical and perpetual adolescence. Therefore, the counter-strategy is to denigrate those buffoons by never missing an opportunity to call them out and, above all, ignoring their infantile tactics and they have no weapons other than words and idle threats. In other words, as I've said, it's time to ridicule the crap out of them. Ridicule them, curb-stomp them, make fun of them, say no. We're going to win. Let's take a break and come back and wrap things up. Say no to the candy, owl kids. No candy for you in November. God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. And in the meantime, do not catch the stupid. See you then.